0: Welcome back to another episode of Pod TST. I'm the host, Kenneth Arthur, and today I'm going to be talking about the L.A. Rams as they face the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams are 9-6. The Cardinals are 8-7. The Rams have beaten the Cardinals in all seven attempts by Sean McVay to do so since he was hired in 2017, but this is the most important yet. If the Rams win, they are in the playoffs as a wild card. They would presumably, potentially be the six seed. And if they win and the Bucks lose, then I believe they could be the five seed and go face the winner of the NFC East, which could be any one of three teams. And while a lot of people may find that to be appealing to play the NFC East, I don't see the appeal personally myself. I think that the L.A. Rams would be very happy to just make the playoffs. But going up against anybody, I mean, the Rams just lost to the Jets two weeks ago. So, to me, the only focus really is on get a win, go into the playoffs at 10-6, and and whether you go to Washington, whether you go to Dallas, whether you go to New Jersey and face the Giants, it's just good potentially to get another chance and the Rams should be healthier by the time the playoffs start. And you know what? The Rams early in the season before these two losses with a full strength offense or close to it, knowing that they have an elite defense, I think that the Rams can be a threat in the postseason and wouldn't be one of the wild card teams, you know, maybe potentially could be the most dangerous wildcard team in the entire NFL, save perhaps the Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion, just one person's opinion. But the Rams, knowing that they have an elite defense, it's, it's it seems to me that it wouldn't be the team that a lot of other teams want to see come fa- face them in the playoffs, including the Seattle Seahawks, even though they just came off of a win against the Rams, The Rams consistently give Russell Wilson issues. Russell Wilson didn't play that well in the first half of their game last week. And I think that the Rams would have had a much better time, of course, and a much easier time, potentially, you know, if they were at full strength. And we'll see what happens with Jared Goff. But this week against the Arizona Cardinals, Goff is out. He broke his thumb Against the Seattle Seahawks in week 16, and he will be replaced by John Wolford, who not a lot of people know anything about, and a lot of people don't know anything about. So, Wolford, he went to Wake Forest in his, he played all four seasons at Wake Forest, so he's got a ton of experience. Shouldn't be afraid to throw the football. He had 1,275 attempts at Wake Forest over four seasons starting 47 games, by my math, and had 59 touchdowns, 41 interceptions. But a lot of that came as a senior when he really took that next step for Wake Forest. A Typically, I mean, the only thing I know about Wake Forest athletics is Tim Duncan went there. That's pretty much the extent of my Wake Forest knowledge and... In John Wolford's senior season, by the way, he was starting over Kendall Hinton, who Kendall Hinton has already made a start at quarterback this year. If you can remember Kendall Hinton being the wide receiver who started for the Denver Broncos this season. And now John Wolford, who as a senior at Wake Forest in 2017 Threw for 3,192 yards, which I think that's meaningless to any of one listening. It's meaningless to me as I read it. I don't know what that means. 3192 yards, whatever. Eight and a half yards per attempt looks pretty good. 9.4 adjusted yards per attempt looks very good. 29 touchdowns, six interceptions, and Wolford had 140 carries for 683 yards and 10 touchdowns. The Rams have said that Wolford... Plays the part of Lamar Jackson. Plays the part of Kyler Murray, who they will most likely be facing this Sunday. Murray has a lower leg injury, but plans to go. And Wolford plays the part of Murray because he is an athletic quarterback. A guy who most likely, and I'm just spitballing here, I'm not good at evaluating prospects. Uh, I don't. I don't have that ability. That's not what I do. But I can go with a gut. I can go with what I think could be possible, which is that John Wolford doesn't have exceptional size. It looks like he's 6'1", 200 pounds. Probably doesn't have that exceptional of an, of an arm. Probably not that strong of an arm. Maybe not that accurate of an arm. But extends plays. Can make things happen. Maybe like a, you know, the guy that I always go back to, is a guy who made an appearance with the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving many years ago, and he came in out of nowhere, and I don't think that they won that particular game, but he made it fun, and he made it interesting. He didn't last very long, and that's potentially where we could see John Wolford headed in that direction. And you're probably going, is this host? Why isn't he saying any words? Why isn't he talking? It seems as though he's stalling for some reason. Why would he be stalling? Just get the words out. Mike McMahon, <laughs> okay? So I pull out this name, Mike McMahon, and then, so I had to go back and click through a few Detroit Lions pages before I finally got to Mike McMahon, who... Was 6'2", 208 pounds, similar to John Wolford. I almost said David Bluff uh, or David Blue, David Blau, David Blau, another Detroit Lions guy who came in out of nowhere uh, a year or two ago and had to start as like the fourth string guy. I don't think John Wolford, you know, you don't. I'm not saying that you have to compare John Wolford to being a fourth string guy, but... Just saying in the sense of, hey, come on, this guy is an undrafted free agent. He was playing in the AAF last year. When John Wolford was in the AAF, he completed 63% of his passes. He had 14 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, carried the ball 36 times for 160 yards, had a touchdown on the ground, and by some accounts was called the best player in the AAF good enough to get signed by the Rams and for the team to feel confident enough in Wolford to not bring in any backup competition this year. They let Blake Bortles leave without any sort of um, please stay letter. And he did. And and then Blake Bortles was with the Broncos up until this week when the Rams signed him off of their practice squad so that he could potentially be ready to go on Sunday should they not want to start John Wolford, or if John Wolford needs to be pulled from the game or gets injured or whatever, so that they have Blake Bortles there ready to go. But John Wolford appears to be the guy, and a lot of Rams fans here at Turf Show Times have been asking in the comments for, To see John Wolford play, they're a little bit tired of watching Jared Goff play, who after five seasons now in the NFL, obviously a very poor first season, very poor rookie season under Jeff Fisher, under the circumstances of, you know, playing with a less talented team that the Rams had prior to not just getting Sean McVay, but getting Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Andrew Whitworth and John Sullivan And this having this really nice setup for Todd Gurley and having Todd Gurley at the time, and then you go to these last two seasons, Goff's, you know, last 31 starts just in those two seasons, but also the 2018 postseason and the Super Bowl and the last couple games of 2018, it's been bad. You know, he's basically good for about uh, a little more than a touchdown and a little more than a turnover every single game. And that's going to be a situation that a lot of Rams fans do get tired of because Jared Goff was the number one pick. The the Rams did trade up to get him and they did extend him and essentially lock themselves into Jared Goff as a quarterback, not just this year, but next year. And then if they don't like him so much that they get rid of him after 2021, there's still going to be a considerable amount of dead cap space contributing, uh, committed to Jared Goff. And so the Rams have to continue down this path with Goff unless they want to make the radical decision to get rid of him like the Eagles are facing with Carson Wentz right now, which I think that the Eagles should and, and maybe even will stick with Carson Wentz. I know how exciting Jalen Hurts has been at this phase at this juncture at this stage of the season for Eagles fans for people watching the Eagles but I don't know that there's been anything to really convince me that Jalen Hurts is going to be the right guy to lead the team next season for a full season as a franchise quarterback that's a totally different situation but what could happen with John Wolford then you know what if John Wolford like I said this is not a guy that a lot of people know anything about this is not a lot a guy that has a lot of film out there and it's possible that he goes up against the Arizona Cardinals who don't have a very good defense plays well because they're not prepared for him they were prepared for more of a Jared Goff type offense maybe John Wolford you know he's getting out into the flats he's he's running for first downs he you know maybe he can throw it deep but he's not very accurate and and it's like Taysom Hill and he just chucks it up there and comes down somehow with a 35-yard reception for somebody, and fans go, oh, my God, Taysom Hill is good. It's like, well, I, I do prefer my quarterbacks to intend to do the things that they do and that those intended plays look professional. Taysom Hill does not look professional when he plays. He he doesn't look professional when he throws a pass. If you look like I can't throw a pass and it's Really sad to watch me attempt to throw a pass. And so it's not good when the quarterback also seems to have really jilted, stunted mechanics. I don't expect that to happen from, da- uh, I keep wanting to say David Blau or Mike McMahon. And by the way, Mike McMahon, those games that I was talking about in 2001, Yeah, he comes in against the Green Bay Packers on Thanksgiving, goes 9 of 20 for 89 yards and a touchdown, sacked two times. I mean, 89 yards and 20 attempts, very bad. But he made it interesting. He had converted a two-point attempt, and people were like, oh, exciting. And the the Lions, who were very bad and continue to be, uh, only lost by two points. And then Mike McMahon... Came in a little bit later in the season, got a little bit, got three starts, started four games the next season, actually ended up starting for the Eagles like a young Jalen Hurts back in 2005 when the Eagles were falling apart. But the Rams hope not to fall apart, and they hope John Wolford will be the person to guarantee them a trip to the postseason, and maybe he will. We can't really say for sure. It's it's something that a lot of Rams fans have been hoping to see. Just something different from Jared Goff because due to Goff's contract, due to the trade for Jalen Ramsey, the Rams pretty much have few options right now and next year in Moving on from Jared Goff or having other options at quarterback besides Jared Goff other than maybe John Wolford. And then in the offseason, they could go after a veteran. I think that there will be, again, some interesting quarterback movement. I think you will see more and more quarterback movement in free agency, in trades. Why? Because I think that the quarterback position itself is being seen a little bit more, I don't want to say fungible, but and that's partly because I don't know for sure if I should say fungible or fungible. I'm not 100% certain on the pronunciation or the pronunciation, but I think that there's a lot of needs for quarterbacks teams to find quarterbacks on a cheaper deal. So they will try the draft or they will try to, Build up the offense around of the quarterback position, but you see some of these older guys getting pushed out earlier than maybe they expected, and then you'll see. I think some teams just be like, "I, I can't do this again. I got, we got to break up." You know, it's like Jameis Winston. So many times in the past, so many franchises would have stuck with Jameis Winston after his last season in Tampa Bay because he threw 30 touchdowns and you knew he wasn't going to probably throw 30 interceptions again. So it's like, well, could Jameis Winston get better from here? And, And maybe he will. But I think teams are getting short on patience. Arizona trading Josh Rosen after one season, you know, people talking about the dolphins moving on from Tua Tagovailoa after one season, which could be, overreaction hype you know maybe that's not that many people who actually think that the Dolphins should move on from Tua I think maybe it is based on if they get a top three pick and they you know they can go out there and get Tua as a top or get a quarterback as a top three pick and there's going to be some sort of strategy in that you know there's going to be some sort of strategy bandied about in how many quality young quarterbacks you have on the roster so The Rams don't have that option in the first round next year, but they do have John Wolford. I've got a few videos here. You might have watched them on Turf Show Times already. I've posted seven videos about John Wolford. If you didn't watch them, we can watch a few of them here together. And by watch, I mean I'll watch and you'll listen But uh, I think it'll help us get a better idea of John Wolford. You've heard his stats at Wake Forest. You've heard that he's uh, 6'1 and 200 pounds. You've heard that he's athletic. He's supposed to be able to run the football. He can extend the plays. He can probably do that kind of thing. Is he going to be, maybe he's no Kendall Hinton. Is he going to be able to at least out Throw his former teammate, Kendall Hinton. We'll find out. This is a video from Jake Ellenbogen, who, when I posted this on Turf Show Times, I said he has 499 subscribers on YouTube. Let's see if we can get him over 500 as I record this on Thursday morning. Jake Ellenbogen has 669 subscribers. We got Jake 607, no, 170 subscribers in less than 24 hours. Congratulations, Jake. It was all because of me. So, I'm gonna need uh, a cut. So, let's check out a little bit because I did think that Jake... Ellen Bogan made a great John Wolford breakdown. I mean, much better than this podcast. You should be watching the video instead of listening to the podcast.
1: Welcome back guys to the channel. Um, This is Jake Ellen Bogan of the Jake Ellen Bogan channel. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, the opening montage. I'm a big star Wars fan. Oh, I did kind of the first thing I thought of when I heard about the potential of John Wolford taking over um, as the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future with Jared Goff, um, you know, nursing that uh, thumb injury um first thing i thought of was a new hope um kind of you know jared off really hasn't been playing up to par as of late obviously i don't think many people will um, disagree with me in that regard how many people have
0: made this i just wanted to do a video how many people have made this leap between oh like this this new athlete this new sports person coming in it's like they're like a star wars a new hope i love you jake
1: and kind I'm of sorry. show you guys. Um, for those of you that don't follow John Wolford or haven't followed John Wolford until really now, um,
0: that's I, all of us. I think we all qualify as people who have not followed John Wolford until now.
1: Kind of want to catch you up to speed. Um, Thank you. you know, Jake. this is somebody that you know. Regardless if you like him or not, he's likely going to be uh,
0: the only hope, the last hope um, for the. It's hard not to like. John Wolford at this point, he's a nobody. And it's hard to like him, too. People just prefer not Jared Goff at this point.
1: Rams. Uh, in week 17 he is likely going to be quarterbacking the los angeles rams who are 90 right, that has that step, no Jake. nfl regular season experience we know you guys Jake. enjoy those i kind of put those okay, you know, john wolford at the end of the day is a talented quarterback okay, good. he offers a dimension of his game that jared goff simply does not and he's going to give jared he's going to give sean McVay, um pretty much a lot to work with if he wants to of course Most likely, Sean McVay and company are going to want John Wolfer to, I would say, manage the game. But if they don't and they, you know, let the playbook wide open for him, there's a good chance that you might see some things that you didn't expect. So looking at John Wolfer's 4 years starting career at Wake Forest. Okay, um, this is good. Right off the cuff you turn your attention the first three years, he had 30 touchdowns and 35 interceptions. Um, This was an exciting player. uh, Somebody that, you know, could look really good at times and he had weapons. He had, you know, Alex Bachman and, uh, you know, Greg Dortch, um, two of them. And of course they ended up both playing for the Rams at some point or another. But the fact is that he looked exciting at times, but kind of like Jared Goff, John Wolford struggled in those three years, and he struggled with ball security and decision-making and turning the ball over. 35 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. Let's get to he threw the good stuff. more step. interceptions than touchdowns in his first three years, six interceptions, and he ran for nearly 700 yards and 10 rushing touchdowns all in his last year. That's 39 touchdowns to six interceptions. Ooh, Pretty impressive that's good. to you know end that. Um, he wasn't invited to the combine, but his pro day numbers, he ended up with a 477 40 time and 95th percentile in agility score. Um, he had a really fast uh, three cone drill, uh, which is obvious. You know, it's pretty evident on film that that is the case. Um, back.
0: What We got some, I don't want to play the whole video here. You got 14 minutes and 31 seconds of video to watch. You go to Jake Ellenbogen, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, I don't want to, again, I don't want to jump all over what Jake has produced and just listen to that, but I think it is good to have some jumping off points. Attributes
1: here. as a former Rams quarterback that I tend to bring up way too much, and that is Austin
0: Davis. Yeah, that's right. So he compares John Wolford to Austin Davis And I think the Rams would, I mean, you're going to your backup quarterback in the final game of the season, and he's untested, unproven, undrafted. If you can get Austin Davis out of him, that's pretty good. I mean, Austin Davis had no business starting in the NFL, but had a few decent games and won a couple of his starts including against the Seahawks and including against the 49ers. And, you know, so he he did have some ability there to win. And if John Wolford, it's it's going up against the Arizona Cardinals, you take that any performance, it seems like an Austin Davis type performance, if the Rams defense is playing at its peak capabilities, which they usually play pretty good, then I think that you can definitely get by with an Austin Davis.
1: But unlike Austin Davis, John Wolford has taken care of the ball a little bit better. Now, like I said, he hasn't played in a regular season NFL game, but luckily what we did see before the Rams signed him last year, and we heard about it, Les Snead was watching a lot of AAF football.
0: I wonder, you know, Les Snead, he's loving this AAF. So he got one player out of it. And I wonder why, I wonder why he was watching so much AAF football. I mean, I, I, I'm not a general manager. I would just assume that you were busy watching college or other teams.
1: Now, Les need was watching a lot of that. He was, he was tweeting it out or, or rather his wife was tweeting it out.
0: And I, I caught notice of that. And a lot of. I don't know how I feel about people following Les <laughs> Need's wife, but Jake, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great video. Nobody had
1: a chance to see this and not sit through my 40 minute video. I could make a 40 minute video on John Wolford. Oh, good. I could break down his mechanics. I could do all that. But I really wanted to oh, stress now, that Jake. this was made for people that are not just casual fans in a sense, but people that just want what is this guy bringing? What am I supposed to expect? And ultimately, can
0: we win with this guy? And my answer to all that is I'm gonna say go ahead and watch the video. I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna spoil it. I think that you kinda get the idea though. Follow and subscribe to Jake Ellenbogen there on YouTube. I've heard that he is a Turf Show Times guy as well in the former past. So thank you, Jake. I, I hope that you continue to make more videos about John Wolford and winning in the NFL. So let's see what Sean McVay had to say about John. So starting Wolford. out, obviously um, the big news is, is Jared did have that thumb surgery today.
2: Um, this is uh, Sean McVay on Monday. This was something that we had feared that he had a fracture to it after the game. And then late last night, you know, after midnight, I actually got on the phone with, you know, talked to some of the doctors. I know he had consulted with his family. His, you know, he didn't pop that out and, and made a handful of throws. Place of Jared this week. Yeah, John Wafford will. Um, John Wafford will step up. Um, John you know, John's done a great job preparing himself all year. If you watch and, uh, you know, the way that he's worked at it, there's uh, I know there's confidence from, you know, coaches and from his teammates, and guys will need to rally around him. Um, but uh, we're excited about the opportunity that John will have to, uh, to lead the offense this week. Lindsey. Uh, Sean, is Cam Akers going to be available this week? There's a possibility of that. Keeps his same rhythm and routine, because I do believe he's put himself in a position. Uh, God forbid if Jared were to come out, that he would have been ready to step in and, and do a nice job leading the offense. Um, you know, we're in the process of, of figuring, you know, the best way to maximize his skill sets. But, um, you know, I, I, I when I spoke with him earlier, I think it's important that he doesn't think he needs to change anything with his approach because he's done such a great job, in my opinion, from watching with his process, with his weekly routine and rhythm. And, um, you know, it's really just, you know, you're going to get the, all the reps in practice. And and now uh, looking forward to the opportunity that you have to compete with your teammates.
0: There you go. A little bit of Sean McVay talking about John Wolford, John Walford, And uh, he's from Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know if that's supposed to be a good thing or a bad thing. I was once in Jacksonville to go to a Jaguars game. Mostly Steelers fans, who they were playing that day. Mostly Steelers fans. Not a lot of people watching the game. I did see a hot tub, a lot of fans in the hot tub. And, you know, they had the cheapest food of any food of any stadium I've ever been to As pressed. They had the cheapest pressed food. Just some uh, chicken tenders in a... Ugh, Food warmer situation uh, at Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, really solid food situations. Uh, Chicago Bears, Jacksonville Jaguars, pretty bad. I can go over this some more. But uh, let's see what they said locally about John Wolford and how he's going to make his first start. Former Bishop Kenny star. This is a, local. a former
2: high school football star from Jacksonville is making his NFL debut next week. Jamal St. Cyr is joining us. And, Jamal, I understand you spoke to one of John Wolford's former coaches. That's right. Yeah, Wolford was a star at Bishop Kenny High School, and he's going to be making his first NFL start on Sunday. Wolford has never played a snap in the NFL, but his coaches and teammates are still confident that he can step up. John's done a great job preparing himself all year. Hey, We're excited. It's been, been a long one, but it all started at Bishop Kimmy High School. You know, having known him since he was, you know, came into our program when he was 14 or 15, uh, and watching him for the 20 now is is uh, just unbelievable, and uh, just so excited for him to get this opportunity. Walford was a walking highlight reel on the high school football field. In the final game of his high school career, Walford rewrote the record books in a 74 to 73 loss to Clay. That night, Walford was responsible for 10
0: touchdowns. Current Bishop Kinney head football coach Tim Cross was the Crusaders. I love it when it's the last game of your career. Just give it all, give it all up, go all in. 10 touchdowns in a 73-72 game. You know, this is why I think I'm not a college football fan. I've officially written off college football as something worth watching. I think that I've, I'm have i finished. I'm done. Unless it's for the NFL, I just will not... I will no longer entertain this idea that college football is anywhere as good as professional football. And when you go down to the... It's like you got the NFL, you got college, and you got in high school. Where a guy can st- score 10 touchdowns in a 73-72 game. And the other team probably had a guy who scored 11 touchdowns. And with no extra points. Because I, I did the math. And so it's like you've got that's where you get in high school where nobody's watching high school and taking it seriously. Well, college is just what, you know. High school is just a watered down version of the college game and the college game itself is just a watered down version of the NFL. So that's my thought on John Wolford playing in high school. I can't believe that he would do that. I can't believe he thought it was okay to play in high school. Um, that's, uh, that's the full extent of the John Wolford videos that I'll be watching here on the podcast of pod TST, as well as the last word on John Wolford. And uh, I think that the Rams are in a situation that you already know that they're in. There's not really anything I can expand on there because the Rams have to, Beat the Cardinals. Really, I mean, they, they could lose the Cardinals and make the playoffs, but it's not what they would like to do. And it's another situation where if they can beat the Cardinals, which is something that they are perfectly capable of doing, I think, with or without Jared Goff. this The real situation here is whether or not they can do it without Jared Goff, without Cooper Cup, without Andrew Whitworth, without Daryl Henderson. All four of those guys are going to be out on offense, maybe without Cam Akers. And so now you're talking about potentially having Malcolm Brown and Xavier Jones as your top two running backs. You're talking about having after Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds and Simba Webster and Van Jefferson as your receivers. And for some reason, you know, we know that Sean McVay has not trusted Van Jefferson in the offense hardly at all. Maybe he doesn't have a good repertoire with Jared Goff this season yet. And maybe he does have a good one with John Wolferty. I mean, you don't know, really. He hasn't tried, we know that McVay hasn't tried Simba Webster as a receiver at all. You know, they kept Tristan Jackson around this season, a wide receiver, and he hasn't been playing at all. They don't play Bryson Hopkins, the tight end. So they have all these players on the roster who they don't use as receiving weapons. And this week, Cooper Cup going on COVID-19 list. I don't know what exactly the plan will be, but we know that Sean McVay's playbook has become changed considerably this week. His options of what he can run outside of that playbook must change with John Wolford at quarterback and also without potentially Cam Akers and definitely without Daryl Henderson as his running backs. You know, the, the running game is quite important to how Sean McVay can run his offense, and yet... Maybe it'll somehow maybe that's somewhat mitigated by the fact that Jared Goff is out. Maybe John Wolford is less less affected by a limited or unexpected running back committee attack in the backfield. And maybe even the fact that Xavier Jones, if he gets out there, Raymond Calais, uh Kalai, you know, maybe if either either of those guys are back there, maybe it is sort of, you know, Sean McVay held back Cam Akers all season long. And then when he finally put him out there and gave him 50 snaps and 20 carries, things were happening. Maybe maybe something can happen there with uh, one of those other two running backs. I don't think it's really going to happen with Malcolm Brown, but it could be just a a situation where the Rams are going to attempt to win a 18 to 12 kind of game and with Kyler Murray nursing a lower leg injury this week probably gonna go but still maybe somewhat limited in what he can do this week and knowing that the Cardinals are so limited with only DeAndre Hopkins as their only viable threat on offense and not having that strong of a defense you know the Cardinals they seem to be the team that is slipping 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 out of the postseason but the Rams you know, they just seem to be slipping into the postseason. And we'll see what happens this Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. I hope you feel a little bit more informed about John Wolford and the situation for the Rams this week as they must win, get to 10-6, and six, guarantee themselves with a win, not just uh, by someone else losing. A trip to the postseason, potentially facing the Seahawks, the Packers, maybe the Saints, the Packers, uh... Seattle and you know, if they win and the Bucks lose, potentially the winner of the NFC East, which I'm not too excited about that either. I don't get too optimistic about going on the road and, and trying to beat one of these six and ten, seven and nine playoff teams. Doesn't seem like it tends to work out for the seed that always is so happy, the five seed to go face them, you know. And so I, I think that especially when you've lost to the Jets recently. It's not necessarily the that any situation looks better or worse. The best situation is the Rams make the playoffs, and then when the wild card game comes around, they will hopefully have as many of their best options, all of their options, available to them on offense, including Whitworth, including Akers, including Henderson, including Cup, and uh, maybe including. Goff, depending on how John Wolford does this week, and depending on Goff's thumb, of course. I mean, if Wolford is dynamic, and Goff's thumb by Monday is in the best shape it's ever been in, what then? What does Sean McVay do if John Wolford throws for 300 yards and rushes for 100 yards and... It's the first g- g- exciting game. I mean, he can't go back to Goff. I maybe mean, eventually he would probably, right? I mean, maybe he would go directly back to Goff. The whole playbook, the whole season's been practicing around Jared Goff. I don't know. It's going to cause an issue. And then Jared Goff wakes up on Monday and he goes, oh, my God, my thumb. It's like it's got a bicep on it. It's so strong and powerful. And yet people may they're just going to be thinking about John Wolford or maybe he'll be bad. So find out this Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. That's it for this week's pod TST. Come back next week for a different one.